Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Wrestle Me. Oh, that was really apologetic. Was it? Hell, it's like you were looking out of a window going, sorry, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. St- I'm here, shouting at, the, well, um, shouting at the UPS man. I, I, I just feel that, you know, I just feel that, you know, the listeners deserve so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle Me, welcome back to Wrestle Me. Uh, last week we dealt with the first uh, half of, uh, well, the first bit. The first three matches. <laughs> three matches! Oh, we did so badly. There's so much stuff to talk about, though. There we is. talked about... Um, uh, wrestling, uh, uh, sumo Korea. Yeah. We talked about Andre, Coco Beware, Eyes coming out. <laughs> All the <laughs> good everything. stuff. We All everything. the good stuff. Um, but we rejoined the action. Uh, the fifth match or the mm. fourth match yep. televised. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake defeating. Oh, sorry. I've just spoiled spoiler. Did, did you just give a result? Sorry. Did you just give a result of a match? This is why I'm bad at this. You know, on this podcast, we've never no yet spoilers. given one result of a match <laughs> one way or no, another. We, no. we talked about the cameras. We've talked about Cockerby, where's McCall? If you don't know what wrestling is and you've got, just got no idea, you'd be going, what is this strange sport where these, <laughs> these people just fight continuously and it, somehow it just sort of peters out and then the next thing starts? <laughs> weird performance art. Never mind. Um, yeah. Bruce mm. the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, I had a fight with Mr. Perfect. <laughs> now I love Who... I love Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Yes. This this for me is this is really the moment where he's as big as he can become. Right, he's huge, and they put him in with Mr. Perfect. Mm. And at this point, Mr. Perfect has never been beaten on television. Wow, really? So they always go on about his perfect record. Ah. So going into this, it was obvious to everyone watching that Mr. Perfect would beat Brutus Beefcake. Mm. Apart from anything else. Either Hogan or Warrior are going to be the champion at the end of this. They're going to need people to, to take on. So yep. Mr. Perfect is is going up there. Right. So this has an end result, which is a real surprise. Okay. And this was a really, really bad bit of booking. Really? Well, it's... Brutus Beefcake didn't need to beat Mr. Perfect. Right. The genius, who is Mr. Perfect's second, he could have, you know, interfered in some way. Yeah. And... Brutus could have lost the match. Yep. Simple, simple, simple. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Perfect would still be up and up and up. Mm. And instead, I don't know why they do it. They beat Mr. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes absolutely no sense. What this match does, though, is it tells you why Mr. Perfect is so brilliant. Because he throws himself into everything that Brutus Beefcake does. Yes. If you watch o- Brutus honestly, Beefcake in this, he's crap. Mr. Perfect, 
I um I know I, I because I was surprised about how good he is at selling. Or, yeah. I mean, going mad when he gets oh, he's amazing. like like backflips and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. And I didn't realize he does have a reputation for overselling. But isn't that great? Oh, like, it's amazing. It's like you know he's getting back. I've seen him right get hit off the turnbuckle yeah. and him do an almost cartwheel backflip, and it's the best thing I've ever there, seen. There is a school of thought that says by overselling. You are mocking, the, cheapening your, the you're right. mocking your opponent. You're going, look at what he's doing to me. Uh, and the whole idea <laughs> is that people go, this isn't a fight. This yes, is, okay. you know, so, so it is a weird, passive aggressive move. Mm. But God, he's good at it. Yeah, he really is. He I is enjoyed it. Amazing at it. He bounces all over the ring. Uh, he's just remarkable. This, in that is the fir- this is the first WrestleMania where um, th- uh, the things that have taken place in the ring are more interesting frequently than, than what actually goes out, which yeah. hasn't been the case before. The wrestling's actually quite enjoyable and fun to watch. Yeah, and I think you're getting a, a, a sense of these people have grown up being on television. Yeah. The old wrestlers used to do smoky rooms and mm. they could do the same six things night after night because they were travelling across the country yeah. so you wouldn't have too much duplication mm. maybe you'd see them in three months time yeah. maybe you'd see them in a year mm. when they're on television every week they actually have to pick their game up a mm. bit because otherwise they become stale yeah. and what you've also got here is you've got a time when there are so many big stars you've got people like Hogan and Warrior right at the top mm. but then that row down are all household names Jake the Snake Roberts Million Dollar Man mm. Brutus Beefcake, Mr. Perfect. Mm. These are all Andre the Giant. You know, these are all big, big names. And so you realise that if you aren't good in the ring, you're going to be going down a bit because there are so many other guys who are coming yeah. up and up and up. And, and, and also, I was thinking about having so many um, people on your roster who are household names. Mm. Imagine your stock's never higher than the couple of days after WrestleMania. Yeah. So, like, as you said... They all get on planes, they get you know scattered to the four winds, and they all do shows. How much money for house shows they are getting like yeah. for, because they're because the roster is so large, you're paying them a couple of couple of grand to to wrestle or whatever, but like it's insane at, the amount of money they must bring in at this point, they had so many big stars that they could put on three separate shows in three separate parts of America mm. every night. And it'd still be a pretty decent bill. It was 1990 is the first year where house show uh, attendance goes into decline. So they right. have to get rid of the third show. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're looking there at a, a show with, what, probably 12 people on each show. Yeah. Hogan will do one show. Mm. You'll have one with the Ultimate Warrior headlining yeah. and another with Roddy Piper, mm. that sort of thing. You can really... But, but the money... That you're bringing in, but like, am I, if, if I'm like a if I'm like a ten year old I'm, I'm, and I'm going to like a house show, and I don't know, even like big boss bands there, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that man from the cartoons, that man from the WrestleMania, absolutely. Is here. I had a friend, Probably I had a friend here. from school who went to America, and he saw a sort of B list show, mm. and he came back and he said, oh, I, I saw the Ultimate Warrior versus the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker had been there for about for about I don't know three months, and he said, yeah, it was a body bag match, and they had to zip each other into a body bag match, and I remember thinking, well, Russell's full of shit <laughs> and then he, he brought in the program that had the printed match list yeah. and there it was ultimate warrior undertaker body bag match you cannot believe the the, the, the amount of wrestling that was happening and that and that was just it, it, here here they came over once every two years yeah and then it became an annual thing mm. and those tickets would be 40 pounds back mm. in the back in the early 90s yeah and that's a colossal Huge amount of money and then, you'd yeah. be right at the back mm. but they were running this there were so many people there was so much money to make mm. it, it it just the mind boggles it Incredible. absolutely boggles um and that's that's really why i think as well people like like perfect are 
bouncing around for people like Brutus Beefcake mm. because they're standing out. Yeah. And if they stand out, they might get to work with Hogan. Yeah. If they get to work with Hogan, they're going to make more every single night. Mm. Um, it's such an exciting sort of fertile time. Yeah, I, I, and this match is a really good example. It's one of the longer matches as well. And I, I, I really enjoy this one. And um, I liked... <laughs> I'd, I'd missed... I'd never heard of The Genius before. I don't think he's been in WrestleMania before. The Genius he? has got a famous brother. Yes, I know this one. It is Macho Man. That's right. Yay! Yes. He is uh, Lanny Poffo, mm. is his name. And uh, <laughs> did you did you read anything about this no, match? No, God no. <laughs> I was watching I was, it. I was just surprised that, um, you know, The Genius is a genius. Yeah. It's not, he's not dressed as a scientist. No. He's literally dressed as a man who went to university. <laughs> That's a genius. <laughs> to the crowd, to the wrestling fan, the, genius. The gimmick came because he used to be just, just a guy called Leaping Lanny Poffo. Right. And he was quite small Stupid for name. a wrestler. His real name is Lanny Poffo. And they gave him Leaping because he was quite small. Yeah. And he used to <laughs> sort of try and stand out. Right. He'd do a poem before his matches. So they go, ladies and gentlemen, before the match starts, uh, Leaping Lanny would like to read a poem. And he'd have a frisbee and he'd read a poem. And it would always, I mean, it was, he, he, he's quite wordy. And it, I, I was going to write them down on I didn't, but just 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 YouTube it, and it would be along the lines of him going, "The city of Poughkeepsie, a place we all adore." Uh, <laughs> the genius will now attempt to wipe the floor with this opponent in front of him, who is strong and brave, and His people would Jim. start going, <laughs> people would start sort of go, "Oh God!" And then he'd throw the frisbee out. Right. So they looked at this and they went, "This guy's a genius." <laughs> Stick a mortarboard on him, give him a gown, because this guy. He know he him know his English. You know, <laughs> he's just got out of being in university. It's literally <laughs> he's graduating. They call him a genius. And <laughs> what happens in this bit that really made me laugh? This, this continues a long WrestleMania tradition of Brutus Beefcake <laughs> failing to cut people's hair. But he grabs the genius, and I was watching the genius kick, and he was. I was like, that is he is kicking brilliantly. <laughs> the reason for that is no one had told him that Brutus was going to cut his hair. What? They were like, we've got a hilarious joke. So when Brutus grabs him, he's like, no way, no way. Brutus has to really muscle him in and he starts like going his head with the scissors and Lanny Poffo is trying to wriggle to get out he doesn't he know that he's know getting his hair cut. this was going to happen but why is his hair like that I just presumed he had that mullet he'd, simply he'd, because he'd had it done a, a previous thing but he had no idea it was going to happen again. again it's just growing back <laughs> so Brutus starts doing it he really wriggles and that was the thing I was like is that is he acting or is, <laughs> is he acting really well or is, is he actually being physically assaulted with a pair of scissors in front of 60,000 people it's the second one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> According to Brutus the Barber Beefcake, when he went backstage, uh, the genius was crying, and Randy Randy Savage was with him, going, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up for this. I'm gonna beat you up." Uh, it's so, oh man, but poor surely it's genius. All, it's all planned by the you know the writers. So like, I mean, yeah, they did. No one told genius. No one told <laughs> you. Work it out yourself, genius. Um, I, I don't know. Have you seen Brutus Beefcake's Twitter recently? Uh, no, he's I still reading tweeting a lot of people saying he should be in the Hall of Fame yeah, uh, okay. regardless of whether that's misspelt or <laughs> slightly nonsensical um, the last personal one he wrote is a, a picture and he says all I ever wanted was a child here's me and my daughter wish I could talk to her exclamation mark oh no hashtag erasing dad hashtag parental alienation <laughs> fucking hell do 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 I mean do, it, do do do, do. It, I mean it could someone's get on... oh someone's cut off the ties between them and their daughter 
the umbilical cord. I imagine that was involved in the in the birth. I mean, if he did climb on a crane like Father of Justice in his pants, he'd, he'd look he'd look quite the figure. I have been looking at Hulk Hogan's um, tweets actually oh, recently. Yeah. Um, he's gone in a similar kind of like, why doesn't anybody like me anymore? He's. Well, I mean, a, there's a simple answer. I mean, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, there's like it's just treating pictures of his life like 25 years ago, oh. and he's like he's like uh, Timmy up with Brutus and turning Jimmy Hart babyface seemed like the right thing to do. All was well with the world back then. Wish I could turn back time, brother. Oh. HH. And he's drinking beer and looking out to sea. Doesn't sound his... a terrible. No, life. it doesn't sound terrible. There's, no. a, there's a picture of him drinking wine. And I, him I, I, I can't I, believe I'm drinking wine. I do feel really, really sorry for Hulk Hogan. He's reached out a couple of times since this tape appeared, in which yep. he uses some terrible racial language. Mm. Um, he was sort of severed from the company uh, at that point. That was a few years ago. Mm. He then went through his Gorka trial, uh, yeah. which uh, which took them down. And I think he thought, well, now that I've shown I was on the right side of the law, they'll bring me back. Mm. And it's not happened. No. And, and a couple of times he's actually said. I would really like to come back. And people have contacted WWE and they've said our position's not changed. Right. So, I mean, it really is... He is. It's sad because he is obviously such an integral part mm. of it. For him, what do you do? The company that you're associated with just says we don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. How awful, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, just, just sad. But then again, you know, don't say racist stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is Brutus Beefcake's last WrestleMania for a few years because right. what happens three months later... He's uh, a 4th of July barbecue in Tampa, and he's uh, in the sea uh, paragliding with some friends. Right. And one of his friends gets on the paraglider, a lady, and he turns around, and both of her knees, as the boat pulls the, oh. the, the, the glider up, both of her knees crack him under the uh, under the, the jaw. Right. And it fractures every bone in his face. She comes at Holy him like a moly. rocket. The they hell? thought he was going to die. Yeah. So he was basically picked out of the sea, just absolutely shattered. Yeah. Um, they had to rebuild his face, huge amounts of sort of steel work. Mm. And he was actually at a point where he was... He, he sort of famously never won a singles title, Brutus mm. Beefcake. He was always on the verge of it, and then something happened. In 1988, he was supposed to win it from Honky Tonk Man. He gets injured, so they replace him with Ultimate Warrior, who mm. then starts this huge right. uh, climb. And this time, he was probably going to go at SummerSlam to beat Mr. Perfect for the title, mm. and it never happened. Whoa. He managed to come back about three years later, but, you know, it's so sad. He was never hotter than he was at this point. Mm. And it completely took his career away from him. That's so strange, isn't it? Mm. So, so, what does he come back at, at some point with his newly rebuilt face? Yeah, he comes back at sort of WrestleMania nine. Right. They, um, he teams up with Hulk Hogan, mm. but he's uh, they keep on sort of doing angles where he's going to get hit in the face. You can tell he's a bit trepidatious. Yeah, it's it, he was never the greatest wrestler to begin with, mm. and then this makes put, him put a lack of confidence like, in there. It's a yeah, bit of a mess, yeah, and I think the audience didn't really like it. They yeah. didn't. They didn't like it when he got hit in the face, and he really sold it. They were like, "Ah, don't like this." Mm. You know, people. It's a funny thing about like fake and real. People like wrestling to look real, but they don't want it to be too real. Yeah, you know, it's it's. And I think that was too real. Yeah, it you just made you a bit uncomfortable. Where do we stand on Big Shaw's dad's funeral? <laughs> that is good. <laughs> <laughs> that is objectionably good. Objectively good. Yeah, if you don't like it, you don't need to listen to this podcast because we do not want you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, God. What's yeah, oh, fucking I hell. I know. <sighs> well, we got to cover it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's literally uh, Maybe our we should half cover it. <laughs> <laughs> with black paint. Oh, Jesus. Roddy Piper versus Bad News Brown. 
Uh, it starts with a bit of context for the show, why they're feuding, why they're upset yep. with each other. Yep. I think you do need as much context as you can possibly give to this. <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> they don't seem to. Because I, re- I remember seeing animated gifts of this. I remember you mentioning mm, it a couple yeah. of... You said uh, Roddy Roddy Piper does something dreadful yep. in this in this WrestleMania. Mm. And it, I sort of... And I'd seen shots of it. I suppose we should actually explain what it is. Yeah, you go ahead. He, well, Rowdy Roddy Piper is is fighting a an African American wrestler called Bad News Brown. Who's good? Yeah, yeah. He's you know he's a, a former Olympic judoka. Mm. He is a, a, a tough guy. Got a good gimmick. Doesn't say much, but it was mm. really effective. Uh, and Roddy Piper, ha, it's sort of hard to explain how the thought process worked. Mm. But he turns up at WrestleMania six with one half of his body painted entirely black. Yeah, not. Even in blackface, no, just inky black. Yeah, it's it's very very black. It's very very black, and I re- I remember you telling me about or sort of saying something dreadful happens. And I yeah. googled it, and <laughs> I knew it was. You know when you see like a, a lorry jackknifing in the, <laughs> when you're on the motorway, and yeah. you go shit, that's going to be a problem very soon. <laughs> but it's still a surprise when it hits your car. It's a little bit like that. It's... Cause it, mm. Mm. So, he tries really hard to not make it racial. That's the weird thing. I don't know what it's about, That's Mark. the strange thing. Because it's mental. If you don't want to make it racial, don't paint half your body black when you're fighting a black wrestler, oh. right? Don't do the black power salute with your black arm. <laughs> At least use your white arm. He says, he says, he's sort of talk, doing this, this thing and going, look, it's not racial. I mean, apart from the fact he's in blackface. <laughs> it's, not, it's not racial, he says, because I have split into two personalities. <laughs> One is called Hot Rod, Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and the other is called Hot Scott. And he sort of goes, so this isn't a racial thing, actually. This is about split personality. This is a fucking disaster of a concept, is what it is. <laughs> Use any other colour, then. Use yeah. any other colour. It's, it just... Because it cut, the promo cuts to Mean Gene yeah. and Roddy Piper, and Roddy Piper's only half facing the camera, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what happens here. Yeah. I remember what he's done here. But... So, Bad News Brown's trademark was a Black Power salute. Yes. Uh, so, he's on his little trolley thing, and he does the Black Power salute, and then Rowdy Rowdy Pope comes in half and uses the black arm to do the, the, the salute. Yeah. So, once again, no matter whether you're going to sell us or not, you fucked it, because yeah. you just did it. You just did the Black Power salute with the black arm. Uh, it's not about being black, apart from the fact when I decide it is about being black. Yeah. But he never, in the promo, again, he never explains why he's done it in that sense, and he never really explains the split personality thing, So, which makes me think there was a story, and he wanted to make it racial, but the company went, let's pull it back a bit. Halfway through the match, he puts a white glove on and hits Bad yeah. News Brown. He did actually explain it in an interview. Of course he fucking did. A number yeah. of years later. Yeah, okay. Let me say, so, I say explain so, it. Selective uh, He explained memory. what he's trying to do. <laughs> and credit to him, he doesn't go, no, actually, I think everyone was very stupid about that. He sort of goes, let me explain what I'm doing. I'm looking at Bad News Brown, who is a really good judo player. It's already a bit wrong. He's not a judo player. (laughs) And a so-so professional wrestler. Here's what's going through my mind. I'm looking at him and I'm going, I'm going to have 45 interviews I've got to do about this guy. And I'm thinking Nelson Mandela at that time had said something that really stuck with me. Nelson Mandela was put in jail for 20-something years for political crimes. Every morning, he was the first man when the guard came to extend his hand to the guard. That's paraphrasing it. (laughs) I'm sure he says it better. He says, what a hell of a man Nelson Mandela was. At the same time, Cindy Lauper had true colours out. In my mind, what I was trying to do... 
there is no difference. I needed material on Bad News Brown. I sang True Colours and I did a thing about Nelson Mandela. But no one seems to remember that. <laughs> now, it's so Brent. You're right. It is. It's just like David Brent. It's, it, it, I don't know quite what he's doing, but I suddenly thought to myself, what if it isn't racist? And they really thought they had something. But no one was quite able to put their finger on what it was they had. Jesse and Gorilla not even getting involved. No. They don't even want to touch it with a fucking barge no. ball. And when Jesse Ventura, you know, doesn't want to get involved. Gorilla at one point says, this capacity crowd kind of hushed right now. <laughs> y- you reckon? <laughs> yeah. uh, I-, I will say this. Yes, the fact that he's essentially in blackface, black torso and black leg is unacceptable. Mm. But that black stuff stays on stays on none of it I, I winced when I thought some of it might get on Bad News Brown yep absolutely uh, none of it does none of it comes off none of it comes off do you know what is a nice thing about this story right <laughs> it didn't come off for over a month oh did it not <laughs> no good so when Roddy Piper gets back he was saying that, that he said that this, this this was a sort of black paint that Vince had had made <laughs> specially and like it came black. <laughs> that stuff is blacker than any black it, it came with a special solution that would actually take Remove this it, right, okay, special yeah. black paint off so a woman starts <laughs> putting the pads brand, on brand, chucking it around the dressing room better oh than that. the antidote nug better than that you think he's retired <laughs> who poured away the solution and replaced it with water who? Andre the Giant. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on. And I think that? there's something really nice, which is there's a very famous story about Andre and Bad News Brown in Japan, <laughs> where Bad News overhears Andre using the N-word. That's right, yes. And Bad News basically says, stop the coach. And he goes back and he goes, outside. Mm. You're not going to say that. You either apologise or come outside. Mm. And Andre says, I'll kill you. And Bad News goes, yep, yeah, but you, uh, we're going we're gonna to do it. Yeah. We're going to do it. I'm not letting you get away with it. You might kill me. Out you come. There's a weird thing in this where I go, Maybe Andre looked at this and went, now is the time to make amends. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it together, Haku. One, two, three. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but Andre pours away the solution. Oh, nice. The makeup woman doesn't know. She just starts scrubbing him with water and he says she's scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. Nothing's happening. He says he begins bleeding where she's rubbing it so hard. Nothing's coming on. Red's a better colour. He ends up going out that night. He says, there's nothing else I could do. I might as well go out for a drink. He goes drinking in the bars in Toronto, still half black. He gets, he gets, wakes up in his hotel room the next day. He goes to the airport, still half black. He's bought a giant Mickey Mouse for his daughter. He sits on the airplane, half black, Fucking with his Mickey hell. Mouse on his knee. And he said it took him a month to get it off him. He said, but what was I going to do? Go and beat up Andre? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, well When's the next house show? Oh, it's Compton. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Um, the good thing is, of course, is they did that once and, you know, they don't... Yeah. yeah. Apart from, in 2007, <laughs> they actually made that into a limited-run action figure. They did not. Where you I can mean, buy... it's iconic, I guess. You can buy the half-black, half half-white Roddy Piper. And it's really expensive because they only made 100 of them, which makes it look like all wrestling fans, the thing they value most it's is racism. the most racist figure you can buy. <laughs> So heartbreaking. Can you get a Bad News Brown uh, figure? No, you can't. You can, but it comes with a sewer rat. <laughs> what? Yep. A sewer rat? Like a, a big like a, fat rat? Yeah, yeah. Nice. He, I Was think that his thing? They had done a thing where they wanted to do a gimmick where he brought a sewer rat to the ring. Right. And he was like, mate, I want a silver in the Olympics. <laughs> stick this rat up your arse. Um, so he never got it. But when he died, they went, do you know what? Stick a rat in his package. We won. <laughs> 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 oh, magical. Um, wow. So... 
Hey, um, so the next uh, match is um, the Heart Foundation and the Bolsheviks. Yes, lovely little um, bit they do with Steve Allen, who's a, a sort yeah. of a, a sort of uh, TV host. He is really proper vaudeville slick. He is brilliant, isn't he? He's got really a, he's got good. A, a piano in a shower, and he's just doing <laughs> gags, and he does gag after gag, and he's enjoying it, and he gets it. Yeah, he really gets it. There's a book that WWF put out, which is the official story of WrestleMania, mm. and it, it, it's got some quite good information in it. Yeah, weirdly, they talk very little about WrestleMania six. They they mainly go on and on and on about the problem they had with the football team who played at the Toronto Skydome wouldn't lend them their ticketing system uh, and they didn't <laughs> really want anything boring. to do with it and it, it sums up by sort of going and then we broke the indoor attendance records so <laughs> and it's just page after page of this it has oh, a tiny nonsense. bit about the Warrior Hogan thing but it does say they were saying Steve Allen some celebrities come and they, they just they don't get it so yeah. other ones go on above this mm. and they went Steve Allen is the perfect example of someone who comes along didn't really know about it but he is he gets it yeah. and he does it so well he comes out of this looking so good yeah he's fantastic a really rare thing in Wrestlemania that is actually a little skit that's actually genuinely quite funny yeah really and, well done uh, and then he uh, he did LBC's um, morning <laughs> morning show I, I've let me tell you I've been working with a DJ recently who uh, he does not have nice things to say about that man <laughs> good news <laughs> <laughs> um, so nice to see uh, Brett the Hitman Hearts. Yeah. I like the start of this one because he gives, because um, the shades, I don't think he, he, I can't remember those shades being in the previous WrestleMania. And, and no. for me, those shades were Brett the Hitman Hearts. Yeah, they are. And I'll tell you what the other thing is, what we've got here is merchandising. Right. So those yes. are the ones. The form fingers of Hulk. The, they're, the everywhere. Yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. I had a look at those on eBay today. They are surprisingly expensive. Wow. They're about $78, you know, so, so about 35 for, No, that's, gosh, well, pre-Brexit price. <laughs> so it's about 75 <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, those are basically something you can buy. Yeah. I've got my I've got my pair from back then Have as well. You? But wow. he would come out with those and give them to a fan. Right. But that was all part of the merchandising, which is taking off like Gigantic, you wouldn't believe yeah. here. Um, I, what I like about the sheds is that they they're the sort of like hyper reflective kind of X ray plastic. Yeah. That looks like it might be highly carcinogenic. <laughs> it looks like it might leave a mark. If if they get hot, they will melt onto your skin. <laughs> and if you don't get if you get them on your eyes, you will lose your eyes. <laughs> you look like Haku's been at you. Th- th- these these brilliant sunglasses are not to be used as sunglasses. <laughs> um, the hearts are also uh, Canadian. Yes. So hugely popular. They get a very, very short match here. For the best, the Bolsheviks were, I mean, one of the worst tag teams of all time. <laughs> Boris Zukov here, they have to sing, they, Nikolai Volkov sings the Russian national anthem. Yes, Zukov does not get involved. Zukov, not only that, he knows that Nikolai's going to be singing the anthem because, <laughs> do you know what, they've been a team for about a year. He's called Boris Zukov, he's an American guy, yeah. um, but he's playing a Russian. Mm. He knows they're going to sing the anthem and he has the nerve to sit there on television in front of 60,000 people live and go, I don't know the words, but if I just have a guess, maybe my mouth will move correctly. <laughs> and he's just standing next to him going, What might I say? Oh. That is a beautiful rendition, Mark, <laughs> of the Russian national anthem. Let me just say, I welcome our Russian overlord. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a useless bloody prick. He couldn't wrestle, so he might as well have learnt the fucking words of the Russian national anthem. Uh, it wasn't even the Russian national anthem, wasn't it, with the Soviet <laughs> Union? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Boris Zukov, uh, not in the Hall of Fame for two reasons. I have to learn a new one now. <laughs> I have to choose which state I'm from. I retire. Um, 
Boris Zukov not in the Hall of Fame, not in favour. Not only can mm. he not wrestle and, and was always appalling, but he's part of that class action as well. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Uh, this uh, does he take the heart attack here? Yeah, maybe this is the thing that he says uh, has hurt his head. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get involved in this whole <laughs> legal thing. Uh, What's in that briefcase, Mark? <laughs> it's uh, it's literally legal papers from all the last <laughs> wrestle meetings <laughs> where is... I've made accusations about. Oh dear. I mean, this this us putting the podcast out means that it is actually evidence yeah. that can be brought. So whatever you say is very much um, yeah. what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really need to make it clear that I, I, everything I say is just a lie. Parody. Yeah, parody. Parody account. Parody. Par- Wrestle me is a parody it's account. It's a parody account. We are not Will Ferrell. <laughs> Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What I love next is you get an advert for uh, WrestleMania 7. The thing they nail quite a lot. Yes, Whoa, there's a section they? where there's like a million fucking promos together. There are. And this, th- they're pushing WrestleMania a year away mm. uh, at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Yes. I think it was like a 100,000 seater. That's mental, isn't it? Let me make it clear, they did not get there. <laughs> What? No, this is. They should take this advert out. On. Hang on. What? So they didn't do that there? No. Whoa. Because it was a disaster of WrestleMania proportions. That's all to look forward to when we get to WrestleMania <laughs> 7. But they. So they had two or three adverts yep. during WrestleMania 6 yep. advertising where, yep. when. WrestleMania 7 was going to happen. Yep, and it became one of the big busts of all time. Whoa! They had to do a massive climb down and they had to change venue into one that, that I think 
it had 25,000 seats. Holy you think, moly. You think what you're dealing with here, 60,000. Yeah. 25,000 seats. I thought the pay-per-view was a bit more popular. Whoa. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it was <laughs> such a, uh, I can't ruin it, but no, let, me just, okay. let me just say, one of my favourite WrestleManias of all time for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but, and your second one ever. But um, this is, because uh, obviously Jesse Ventura is big, that he's, you know, it's the, he's the big swinging Californian yeah. dick, isn't he, really? He sort yes. of loves saying that he's... He makes lots and lots of references to his big Hollywood career yeah. here. Uh, again, this is his last WrestleMania. Is it really? Yeah. <gasps> Mm, shortly after this, he signed a deal to lend his name to a game, a video game on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> and Vincent Mann said, the problem is we've got WrestleMania is on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Right, okay, yeah. So he said, so you can't do it. So Jesse said, I'm going to do it. He said, you can't do it. So Jesse said, I quit. And they... He they... takes his, his fishing float <laughs> earring out, <laughs> puts it on a table. Absolutely. Puts his bandana down. Walks off. There's the, 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 he ended up then suing the WWF for a lot of money because they used his commentary on videos and right. he thought he needed certainly payment uh, that was either more than he was being given or, yeah. or some at all. Right. Uh, and he won that. Made, quite a big uh, settlement as oh, well. Moly. So that soured it for very many years until mm. afterwards, he, until he really the 90s, late 90s, where he'd become the governor and they wanted to bring him back because he was a big mainstream star by that point. Right, okay. Uh, he right. came back a few times. He is in the Hall of Fame. I think mm. they've pretty much buried the hatchet, but it's certainly he's moved on, so he's not sort of quite so bitter. What the hell am I going to do next time? Like Jesse, Jesse the Body Ventura was very much... It's part, it's part of my WrestleMania experience, you Mark. Wait, I'm you emotional. Wait. A, a WrestleMania 7 is an absolute shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Barbarian, I like him. Yeah, I like good, his, isn't he? I like his look and I like the fact uh, he's quite, he's quite um, agile for a, a bigger guy. He really is. He was, he, was, he was actually, he comes from a sort of the same, I, th- I think I'm right in this, the same area as Haku. Right. Uh, his name is, is Sion uh, Vayala or right. something. Again, a sort of, uh, it's either a Fijian or a, oh. a Tongan name. I can't I, remember I what it is. I thought you actually meant hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Barbarian, also a legendarily tough guy. Yeah. He's, he's a really good wrestler. Funnily enough, I think, I think he could have had a better run mm. than, uh, than he ever got, really. He's, uh, he's surprisingly, he's just good. He's also with Tito Santana. Who's, who's very good as well. He's I got think. some very kind eyes, he's kind Tito. Eyes. I'd, I'd like to hang out with Tito Santana. I know. I'd want to tell me about the 70s and how much fun they were. <laughs> I bet he was the only one who doesn't have blood on his hands. You know, he never killed anyone. <laughs> no. But that's why he's got kind... They're not kind eyes, they're sad eyes. Yeah. They're he's eyes that have too seen much. too much. Seen they too talk much. about Tijuana, which I think he was occasionally sort of um, build or Tequila, Mexico, wherever. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, because he's, he's actually from Toluca, Mexico. Yeah. But he was billed as being Tequila, yeah. Mexico, which is just <laughs> the actual place. It's fine. And Jesse Ventura says, oh, I've been there. He said, I picked up something. Uh, gorilla more than once uh, which oh. the joke is just sort of going I'm a habitual user of either prostitutes or loose women <laughs> <laughs> and, and furthermore I refuse to use contraception <laughs> <laughs> oh magical um, they, they start talking about enchiladas as well there's a big thing in the middle of this which two people working really hard in front of 60,000 and Jesse and Gorilla are just going oh, I, I love enchiladas they don't love me stop talking about <laughs> shitting <laughs> watch the match the problem is I mean, it's like, been a bit of a pooey kind of there's been a lot of pooey yeah, stuff in this, uh, I, I, I think there's a slight thing in this where it's quite long and then mm. they're trying to they, they do a long running joke about Gorilla eating hot dogs which Gorilla is never enjoying not part of no it doesn't make any sense no. he, the jokes keep coming about him having mustard on his mustard on his shirt he keeps on eating hot dogs mm. 
I mean, it's be- I'd rather eat a hot dog than fuck one, like what you were accused of doing <laughs> two WrestleManias ago, Jesse. There's another Having bit in this. Having sex with an actual dog. And I can't remember what it is, but there's another bit in this where someone seems to make a reference to some video of Jesse that he wouldn't want people to see. Yes. Well, we'll, we'll get on to that word. Good, good. <laughs> Next episode. This is, Mark, mm. my favourite match I've seen at any WrestleMania. I think it's fair to say that you've had your matchamans and, and you know, the legendary matches like your that. Steamboats, your yeah. steamboats. I mean, that was incredible. Mm. But this, I think, is wonderful. It, Mark. it is. This match is Dusty Rhodes and Thweet Sapphire versus Macho King Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Yes. It is Dusty Rhodes's only WrestleMania match. And it does not disappoint. I love this. Dusty Rhodes, you have just discovered is one of, I, I would I would argue, entirely <laughs> seriously, he is one of my top three wrestlers of all time. The others change. I, right, I, can, okay. I can sort of argue different, you know, who's yeah, number one. Yeah. What never changes is that Dusty Rhodes is always going to be at least number three. <laughs> he is, for me, everything that wrestling's about. Yeah. I love Dusty Rhodes more than I love any other man I've never met. <laughs> I do. I think he's the greatest. I think he's the greatest. Oh, man. What you did you to, like about it? You used to do an impression, sorry, of Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, about, I've done in the, I've done in the uh, something. Yeah, he, well, he used to, it's a famous uh, NWA uh, uh, interview he does and right. he, he plays a character in he's, he used to be known as, as the American Dream yes because he epitomised the American Dream he grew up very very poor yeah. and he was in a predominantly black depressed area yeah. of Texas and he grew up watching the preachers and he had a lisp and it gave him this unique sound where he has this sort of revivalist sort of jive patter yeah but he's this great big almost albino white man <laughs> and my favourite is he's talking, it's a long programme he did with perennial 80s opponent Ric Flair. Yeah. And he had a line which I love the most, which is, I've dined at tables with kings and queens, and I've slept in the gutter eating pork and beans. <laughs> pork and beans. Pork and beans. I say pork and beans, I would say, ah, three times a week, just walking around the house going, hmm, pork and beans. <laughs> Pocket beans. Uh, and this is no lie, mm. your good lady. Yeah. She she knows it. Yeah. She she, she knows Dusty Rhodes very well. Well she's a fan of wrestling anyway, but she is. She she must know that Pokambeans. 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 Uh, if I if I if we hear the phrase kings and queens, I can guarantee that <laughs> you know it's a second in our house before someone goes Pokambeans. 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 <laughs> uh, he is. Dusty Rhodes is the most charismatic wrestler yeah. I've ever seen in my life. He's wonderful. I'll tell you what's amazing about him. They br- he, he is the long-term NWA wrestler. Mm. Very, very big guy. Starts in the 60s. The, okay. the incredible thing about Dusty Rhodes is his stamina. So NWA is one of the oldest um, companies yeah, in NW, the NW, Now owned really by Billy Corgan, I think. It possibly. is, yeah. yeah. It used to be the, the main sort of group of all the promoters from around America formed this organisation called the NWA, the yes. National Wrestling Alliance. Right. And what they did was they'd vote on one champion and that champion would come from one of the territories, be that Texas or uh, uh, Georgia mm. or the Mid-South region or mm. Memphis and that person would then be used as a special attraction mm. like Andre the Giant would be so the promoters yeah. would would ask for dates where they'd have the world champion come and there 
local hero would take on the champion and chances are he'd get really close but oh he'd just lose at the last minute mm. because the champion would cheat or he'd you know lose a fall whatever it would be and that was a really good way of getting big houses in mm. in the same way they did with Andre where Andre was a special attraction mm. so they all bid for these guys now all of these guys had to vote who the main world champion was going to be right it was always a guy who could handle himself mm. So the first person who was a guy who wasn't the traditional amateur wrestler, college wrestler, hard man, mm. was Dusty Rhodes. And right. the reason they gave it to Dusty Rhodes, not everyone was in agreement, but the reason they gave it to Dusty Rhodes was because he had an ability to connect with an audience like no one before or since. Right. He's a huge man. He can wrestle for an hour without, without, with absolutely no flagging. Mm. It is astonishing. Mm. He can throw drop kicks. He's just so charismatic. People got behind him. Mm. He was living this, this, this proper gimmick which is the american dream and he believed he was the american dream he had nothing he was hungry as a child he was the son of a plumber and yeah. he became this huge star wearing a big gold belt yeah. and he he just there was something about him the man is just pure charisma mm. you can watch any of his matches and he's good in all of them this one is a perfect example of that there comes a point in the 80s where dusty Rhodes becomes the booker of the NWA's sort of main uh, uh, centralised, if you like, um, uh, group. At this mm. point, the territories are, are fragmenting more yeah. and the NWA's become a, a, a sort of regional but big group. Mm. And Dusty Rhodes is the booker. And they're the WWF's big competition, the NWA. Essentially, what he is, is a rival to Vince McMahon. Yeah, He has okay. some fallings out eventually with uh, the NWA and he ends up wrestling in Florida where he has a, as, as a company and he approaches Vince McMahon and says you know, are you interested? Mm. And Vince McMahon says yes, but he's got plans for him. He wants to humiliate Dusty Rhodes. Right. He's already called uh, the Million Dollar Man's uh, uh, valet is Virgil. Mm. That's Dusty Rhodes' real name, Virgil Runnels. And so he was trying to poke fun by saying, here is the, a black slave that's got your name on it. Yeah, okay, right. Constantly taking these pot shots at him. Dusty Rhodes comes to the WWF and he, Vince McMahon introduces him with vignettes. Dusty Rhodes has been a star for 30 years. Mm. The vignettes show him unblocking toilets, delivering pizzas, saying, I'm just a common man. I'm a common man. Mm. Dusty Rhodes throws himself into it. He knows he's got nowhere else he can go to get a good paycheck. Yeah. They give him a polka dot suit. Yeah. This is a guy who was regularly headlining with Ric Flair, regularly headlining with Andre, mm. and they stick him in polka dots, and they say to him, we've got you this music, you can dance to it. Shake your bum, you know, really shake your hiney. Yeah. He's just a common man, and he'd have to mm. dance to it. Woo! Yeah. And Dusty Rhodes gets that shit over. Yeah, he and just sells it. He they just wanted it. him to fail. Yeah. And Dusty Rhodes <laughs> Can't cannot fail. fail. <laughs> they stick him in his WrestleMania match. He's with a woman called Sapphire. Now, where did they get Sapphire from? I love her. Sapphire, in this match, she is a 56-year-old woman. Yeah, she is. She yeah. was basically given this the gimmick of she was a super fan of Dusty Rhodes. Right, yeah. And they thought, he keeps getting over. What can we do to fuck with him? You know what we can do? We can give him a 56-year-old <laughs> overweight black woman and it'll be like their best friends. Yeah. Hilarious. Worth pointing out as well, the word Sapphire has a long history in minstrelry, which goes oh, back to the it? 19th century. The Jim Crow Museum of Racist Memorabilia 
says the name Sapphire is used to show a black woman who is rude, loud, malicious, stubborn and overbearing. Ah. So when, when we talk about, oh, you know, you, you're reading too much into this, they're not trying to, you know, berate him and demean him. Yeah. They are. They mm. give him a woman and they give her a racist name. And it's all this weird thing. Dusty Rhodes always connected with black crowds because he came from this very sort of... Um, you know, biblical preaching mm. background. He was also as popular with poor black crowds as poor white crowds right. because he represented a poor man. He was just, the racial divide disappears. He always said that his jive talk was a big influence on Muhammad Ali. Mm. There are a couple of people, Gorgeous George, Dusty Rhodes is one, who they say Muhammad Ali patterned himself after. Mm. So he's this huge sort of black icon and everything they do to him is to go, you know, we're going to laugh at you. Yeah. And then they put him in there with... The Macho King and, and Sensational Sherry. At this point, Sherry's the best American female wrestler. Mm. Macho Man is one of the top American ones. And Dusty and Sapphire absolutely piss all over them. <laughs> they are just amazing. But like, um, I was reading that um, <clears throat> Sherry Martel actually uh, reveals in an interview later on mm. that Sapphire's admiration for Dusty Rhodes was actually legitimate and she broke down crying when that they were they, they split her and Rose yeah. up presumably because their it little their little shit their little shit shitty little plan didn't work. It got over. And then she just lost um interest in the wrestling business. Yeah. She literally lost interest in wrestling because she couldn't work with Dusty Rhodes anymore. I know I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. The story of Dusty Rhodes is is actually a really it's a really happy one. So he's he just never stops working throughout yeah. his life. And by the time he's got to the sort of lost 10, 15 years, maybe not quite that long. He's working for WWE behind the scenes. Right. And then he becomes the man who's really in charge of NXT, which is where the last generation of stars have all come from. Mm. And they love him. And he is just amazing. He was great on the mic. He was great in the ring. He is he is just the epitome of what a great wrestler is that mm. you look at and you go, that guy looks like a sack of shit. Yeah. And he opens his mouth, he puts on his trunks, and he just dazzles you. I, I can't say enough about how much I love him. Two kids in the business as well. Um, Dustin Rhodes, mm. who's Gold Dust, yes. is, is, is one of his sons. The other one is Cody Rhodes, who mm. is doing very, very well now. Had a short WWE run that was unspectacular. Now, absolutely storming it in New Japan and, mm. and Ring of Honor. Doing but, doing really well. But Gold, Gold Dust in particular, he he was like an unlovable kind of character that normally... Mm. And then, he, and then he, he just adopted this kind of absolutely mental, weird... Yeah. ...kind of queer yeah. uh, kind of character, I suppose you'd call it. Uh, and um, also Gold and, and again, sold again. Sold it quite well. One of one of the only people from the, that era, from when did he start? Eighty nine. Mm. One of the only people who was around during the nineties who is still going. Right. I mean, he's in better shape now than he was ten years ago. He's mm. uh, a remarkable, remarkable performer. Mm. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, which is slightly outside of this. This is one of those divert, diversion things. I told you this was going to go on and on. Um, Sapphire had done a tiny bit of wrestling before, but on a very, very localised level. Mm. But one of the things that she'd done is she'd wrestled a bear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, oh, Jesus. Do you, have you seen anyone wrestle a bear? Um, weirdly, I was reading about a Scottish wrestler who retired and he had a pub mm. and he had a bear in the pub and people would come and see the bear and apparently the man used to take his claws out because yeah. he didn't want to be mauled <laughs> by the bear. Did There used to be pubs like on the docks where I remember some like in East London that I'd heard about. I never, never, well, oh, there'd be like a tiger or yeah, something. Yeah, like there. a yeah. jaguar. Yeah. And, and they'd keep it by the door and basically, you know, when you were going out, if you were a kid or whatever, they'd go, oh, can you do me a favour? Can you get me a beer mat off that? And when you went to it, a jaguar would go for your hand <laughs> and all the men would go, ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, they're all dead now. Um, but yeah, wrestling bears used to be a really, really big part of mm. wrestling. Um, they were a proper special attraction and 
they really started because wrestling started in the carnivals uh, mm. where they had bears as well. But they used to do this where they would declaw and uh, de-teeth the bears. Yes. And then you could wrestle them. And uh, there's an astonishing... W.C. Fields, the comic, when he was quite famous, did a wrestling bear exhibition. Right. Uh, and, and they said, you know, is it not dangerous? And he said, oh, I think it was more dangerous than people who had to train me to be an athlete. It would been great if it had bitten his head off. <laughs> um, but there were, there were two really, really famous wrestling bears. Um, one was called Victor, uh, Victor the Bear, and he had yeah. 10,000 matches. Uh, he, he fought big stars like uh, Wahoo McDaniel, Gorgeous George, The Destroyer, and Roddy Piper. Wow. They'd all, they'd oh, all... yes, I did. Yeah, I remember the Roddy Piper bear. He, he'd, um, he, he, uh, he bit some, some people's fingers off over the years <laughs> by accident, just swiping. Um, but there's a, a bear that was even more famous in the latter part of the 20th century called Terrible Ted. Oh, and he Terrible was, Ted. He was a black bear owned by a wrestler uh, called Ted McKigney who had bought him from a, uh, a, a defunct carnival. And <laughs> Terrible Ted, he wrestled superstars like... Uh, he, uh, he wrestled Hall of Famers like superstar Billy Graham and mm. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan said, you won't believe this, but the bear could work. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could sell moves, so if you pretended to choke it, it would go limp. Um, it was People didn't like wrestling it because it stank. It pissed everywhere yeah. all the time, and it, it smelled really, really bad. It even had a match in the WWF. In 1971, it Jeez. wrestled its owner, Ted McKigney, uh, who was called The Beast. And that was in 1971, Peter, <laughs> uh, in the WWF back then. Right. Um, in 1978, uh, they got out of a cage. Uh, Ted McKigney went to answer a telephone. And he left the door open. And Terrible Ted was in with another bear called Smokey that was being trained. <laughs> okay. And Smokey wandered into uh, Ted McKigney's house and it mauled Ted McKigney's girlfriend, who was in her 30s. It mauled her to death. Shit. Now, nobody knows what happened to the bears after that. They were taken away by the Ontario Humane Society. Mm. Terrible Ted had had 500 matches. He'd been wrestling since 1960, so that was about 1920 years. Mm. But th- nobody knows what happens to, to Ted after that. <laughs> what happens to his owner, we've talked about on a previous show. Have we? In 1988, Ted McKigney, who was also known as the Canadian Wild Man, was driving to a show in uh, Newfoundland. It was snowy, and a moose came out onto the road, and he swerved, and he crashed the van, killing himself. One of his passengers, who also died, was adorable Adrian Adonis. Ah, shit, son. There you go. It's all together. There you go. A bear and a... And a this Ted McKigney, moose. he's got a bear that he takes its claws and teeth out. It makes it fight, and then he kills Adrian Adonis. This Cheers, mate. And his missus. Canadian wild man, Canadian arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going in the Wrestle Me Hall of Fame, goddammit. <laughs> the smallest room in the world. Um, I, I suppose we have to get out of the actual match, I suppose, but yeah. I, I love Sapphire. Mm. Uh, I love this match. Um, I like the fact right at the start someone holds up a thing that says Dusty Roads and Sweet Sapphire on vintage uh, old computer paper. Oh, nice. Like what, with long printed, holes on it? Yeah, lo- a roll of printer <laughs> paper. I Fantastic. was looking at that and I was thinking, I bet her dad is like, what, that is that is too long. Yeah. That, that paper is expensive and the ink is expensive. <laughs> it's sitting there going... And all the dot matrix. Fantastic. Queen Sherry, great news. Enjoyable. I love that gimmick. Yeah, it's so good. The Macho King is a great mental gimmick. The crown he wears is phenomenal. <laughs> he, uh, but I mean, I just like the the the, the clothes he wears. Yeah. Rainbow flags everywhere. He's like a big gear king. What's funny about this is that also, <laughs> he really is. That what's funny about this is this is 
one of those rare times where you go, guys, it's 1990. The 80s are over. The 90s start here. And Macho <laughs> King is like, I know what the 90s have got in store. <laughs> Skin tight, lycra, fluorescent, and uh, and E. <laughs> he seems to be pilled off his nut. Um, and sensational Sherry, never realised at the time, she is gorgeous. She, that's, that, that's what I mean. She's Doesn't she move She's well? She's yeah, I mean, oh, she really does. I d- you know, I don't objectify, but if I was an 11-year-old child, yeah. hot dog. Absolutely. She would be... They always used to portray her as being such a witch right. uh, that you were supposed to find her unattractive. Right. Uh, and you were supposed to find Elizabeth delightful. She's um, so, Miss Elizabeth is so boring. She's like Princess Diana. Yeah, she really is, and she's very Princess Diana in this, and I'm wondering whether there was a connection there because she's just dull as fuck. You think this is Princess Diana? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like when just... she went to the Vauxhall Tavern with Kenny Everett undercover. <laughs> she also went thinking, to WrestleMania 6. I'm just thinking that she's, she's that boring, the style. Do you like, think she was in that van with Canadian Wildman <laughs> Ted McKigney? <laughs> <laughs> That's how she went. Um, uh, Jeff and the Bodies of Ventura. Uh, if you looked at Gorilla and Jesse in real mm. life, you would think, you would sort of point at Gorilla. If, if you had to sort of decide who would be more progressive with his language, yeah. you would point at, uh, not Gorilla, but you'd point to Jesse and say, well, he's a younger man. Yeah. The other man seems to be dressed as a 70s fucking stand up. <laughs> yeah. Um, he looks like one of the characters in Goodfellas <laughs> who <laughs> is shot while he's looking at a stripper. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the body, uh, on more than one occasion, just starts slating Sapphire for being fat. Yeah. Uh, oh, do, he actually says, do I really have to look at Sapphire? Yeah. And then mention slim fast shakes. Uh, you see, I, this is all part of the office. Do you reckon? The office. What this is, of course, is also Vince McMahon is feeding the lines that he wants out. Okay. And you have to go, look at this ugly... And what you're doing is essentially you're going, only someone as stupid as Dusty Rhodes yeah. could want to hang out with this ugly, stupid old woman. Right. And you know what? The crowd love Sapphire. <laughs> the crowd love Dusty Rhodes. The, also, the match is great. Yeah. It's just it just everything's going off. The colours, yeah. the tagging, uh, like just throwing people back into the My, my into wife the had ring. never seen Sapphire before. She did three moves and she went, I think Sapphire is my favourite wrestler <laughs> of all time. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Isn't it good? Isn't oh, it good? Oh, man. Uh, and, and Randy Savage is actually at a peak here. I think yeah. he's... he's the, the bad Randy Savage, uh, funnily enough, he is the man who tries to save WrestleMania next year. Right. He puts on as good a match as you'll ever see with the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. We won't talk too much about it now, okay. but I, I, in this, he's fantastic as mm. well. Um, I, I was reading just, just a little bit, they, they do bring Elizabeth back into this. All right. Yeah, and, yeah, because obviously, uh, Macho Man, are they still together in yeah, real life? Yeah, in real life, right? they're still married, So yeah. Macho Man, um, she's at the side of the ring, and Macho oh no, she's actually in the ring, uh, in her aisles, and, and, mm. and Macho Man's like, point, like he's, an, he's an abusive husband, yes. effectively. Uh, and, he's, and I don't like the image of him just pointing at her and screaming at her, but, you know, it happens, and he, I saw it, so I, I was reading a thing that it. was saying, when they did uh, press shots mm. for that, if they met a celebrity, they would have to uh, make sure that Macho Man was in the middle because he didn't like even the biggest celebrities touching his wife. Jesus He's that Christ. level of mental. He is mad, as you, you will be pleased to know that within three years, she is well away from him. Good. Well, Just I'm... about a year after they got married in ostentatious style at SummerSlam mm. uh, in a wedding that was clearly taking place when their real one was absolutely fracturing. Jesus Christ. Lovely wrestling. Oh, oh, aren't they good? <laughs> and then after the match, even better, they go, oh, you, you, you trying to humiliate me? We're going to dance for five minutes. I'm having it. And 60,000 people will go, yes, 
I wish to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dusty oh. Rhodes. Pork and beans. Sapphire, Dusty Rhodes. Fuck you, Vince. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show uh, thank you once again for joining us it's so lovely to have you guys along uh, do rate reviewers on iTunes and do give us a tweet as well uh, you have been noticing that uh, your, your comments have been finding their way onto Twitter it's a nice celebration mm. of being celebrated I think it's fair to it say it is and people have been so so nice about it honestly yes. you know it makes it all worthwhile I mean the fact that we've been paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do this neither is, here nor there uh, really, no absolutely and I, do you know what I would do it even if we were getting paid half that <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're literally getting paid nothing but I'd love to have please, a hot dog. Please do. <laughs> so hungry. I'd love to fuck a dog. <laughs> Shortwrestlevpod.com. Tell your friends about the show. Uh, if you've got a mate who loves wrestling, if you've if you got a mate who doesn't love wrestling, that's the nicest thing about it. There are people like me listening to this show mm. who haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah. They kind of know the names a little bit. They might have heard of the Boston Crab, <laughs> but they're enjoying the show anyway. Uh, we'll be back uh, with the concluding part. We should have called this show the Boston Crab. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the diseases that, diseases that Jesse got in Toluca <laughs> slash Tequila, Mexico. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with oh, more. Boston Terrier. We've, we've got to stop <laughs> keeping trying to do more jokes. We've got to end this podcast, Pete. Be professional. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Russell Lee. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Fans, stay tuned. More exciting World Wrestling Federation action just moments away. Dodgers Grove, Illinois native. Come on in. Leaf and Lanny Popple, Poet Laureate of the World Wrestling Federation. Have you got anything for us this week? Yes, as a matter of fact, I have written a special poem for the World Wrestling Federation, but oddly enough, it has absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling, except in the fact that a wrestler speaks of policemen. He never gets the credit. He only takes the blame. Everywhere he goes, he just finds more of the same. When layman meets policemen, you know that it's a fact. They smile at his face and call him pig behind his back. He's the man who walks the beat. When you see him on the street, tell him thanks because he has a thankless job with little pay. You think that he's a big disgrace with his nightstick and his mace, but he's a servant of the people and he proves it every day. Sometimes when the media puts down the man in blue, the public turns against him, even though it isn't true. And I've wondered how they stood up under so much public hate since the Democrat Convention of Chicago, 68. While we sing for unsung heroes, let us not forget his wife. Every waking hour, she is fearing for his life. Through loneliness and worry, she does what she must do, a sacrifice she makes while he's protecting me and you. You talk of bribes, corruption, and police brutality. It paints an ugly picture and reflects on you and me. You condemn the whole police force for what one man does alone. If there's a perfect man among you, let him cast a righteous stone. Remember this, because while you're putting down the man in blue, the next ungrateful life he saves might very well be you. Now my testimonial is coming to an end. I hope that it reminds you, the policeman is your friend. You know, Lanny Poffo, very well, very well done. How about it, gentlemen, how about it? Very well done. That is, that is extraordinary. In addition to your wrestling talents, quite a poet indeed. I thank you very much. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ship that one off to Dodgeville, Wisconsin. Thank you very much. Leap and Lanny Popple and fans, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 